Hi everybody, it's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm a vestibular audiologist and neuroplasticity therapist and I really enjoy supporting people with chronic and complex forms of vertigo, dizziness or tinnitus. I enjoy supporting them through their recovery. I actually think I get the most exciting part of the job because most of the other health professionals out in the world are kind of stuck diagnosing people and telling them there's nothing that can be done. But because I work in the rehabilitation and recovery specialty of neuroplasticity, I'm the lucky one. I get to see people recover and I get to see people find the light in the darkness. And that means I get to share a lot of recovery stories, which I feel very blessed about. Today, I want to introduce you to Kay, who is very generously calling in and sharing her story of finding the light in the darkness as she navigates diagnoses of triple PD, persistent postural perceptual dizziness and potentially vestibular migraine. Again, one of these cases where which one is it, doesn't matter. Possibly both. Welcome to the call, Kay. Hi, Joey. Thank you so much for volunteering your time and giving back to the community. So one of the things I would love you to share about is what you've gotten out of being a part of our Seeking Balance and Rocksteady community. And just now we were talking earlier before we hit record and you were saying, actually, I found you through case studies. So it feels really nice to now give back and share yeah. my own case study. Do you want yeah, to it's kind of, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, want to, I was just going to say, yeah. kind of come full circle. <laughs> yeah, to share a little bit with the listeners so they can um, relate to where you came from what you were feeling and, you know, probably when you're in that big goose chase of internet searching and seeking external answers and fixes and and somehow you came into the self-study and the spiritual and the holistic journey and you decided to become a member of the Rocksteady program. Do you want to just talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about what made you decide to shift gears and take a different approach? Yeah, um, so I I think I, I was it was a few years ago i was i was at a point where i was i was very active you know i was out and about doing things every day um i felt i felt like i you know i i had a new i had a relatively new job um i mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that i was doing well in the job and um then one one day i just um i i came down with like cold-like symptoms or flu-like symptoms. I thought I was just, you know, it was, it was like bad weather. Um, it wasn't, wasn't working out, um, with, with, the, with the weather and like, it was just affecting my health. Um, but it, it got, it got worse. And, you know, I, I was, I was starting to feel dizzy, nauseous. Um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of bed. Um, and I, I wasn't I wasn't sure what was going on, so I I ended up just uh, taking some time off of work about a week, and I just stayed in bed, uh, didn't do anything, and then after a week, you know, I felt I felt a little stronger, but I was still I was still feeling dizzy, like this constant dizziness, um, and um, you know, I would feel head pressure. Um, sometimes I would I would get I would get a headache or um, I would feel nauseous. Um, I felt like I would have to throw up, go to the toilet. Um, mm. And it was just, it was just, it was really scary. And I didn't know what was going on. Um, and that, I think that kind of kicked off this whole, like you had mentioned, this whole um, search for, for what was wrong with me. Like, why am I having these symptoms? And I saw, 
I saw many, many doctors. I saw yeah. like ENT. Um, I saw a neurologist. I saw the gastro gastroenterologist. Um, it was it was just a lot of doctors, a lot of tests. Um, I I remember at one point I think I was on four different medications because wow. yeah because the doctors were just different doctors were just like prescribing different things it's like oh well maybe if you take this medication then it'll help like with mm-hmm. the nausea and then like if you also take this medication it should help with like the <laughs> head pressure feeling we actually and- we actually just spoke about this on one of our recent live group calls the the whole pooing thing and diarrhea thing and how when mm. When our brain is really locked in the fight, flight, freeze and the questioning and the hyperactivity of what's wrong with me, how do I get rid of this and why am I like this? And then it begins to feed the whole sympathetic nervous system, which is interrupts our capacity to naturally and gently digest. So it's not that we have a digestive issue, it's more we're, we're really in this chronic worry and self-doubt, which can begin after the cold, after the dizziness, after the tinnitus, etc. So you've got this whole leap loop in this whole life cycle of chronic conditions and poor old medical doctors just have no idea, no idea where to start yeah. because they're not yeah. coming at it holistically. Mm-hmm. They're looking at the stomach and then the ears and then the headache and then the nausea and, you know, and it's all fragmented. And I feel like when we begin to take the holistic approach after we've had medical clearance and the doctors have beautifully done whatever they can, it's really about taking all those little fragments of ourselves and piecing it all together into one human being that has physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual alignment. And as we begin to believe in ourselves, connect to what we feel, trust what we feel, the brain can relax, the digestion can sort out, the symptoms can sort out, and we can start to see the light again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. agree with that. Um, because, yeah, I was, as I was feeling all these things, you know, I just... I, I think I was getting more and more anxious and more and more worried. Yeah. And I was just, you know, cause none of the doctors could tell me anything and none, mm-hmm. no one could give me a clear diagnosis. Um, so I, I think I, I had about two years where I was just searching for something or yeah. searching for someone to help me. And, um, I, I tried acupuncture, I tried, um, yeah. uh, like doing massage and it was, mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, I mean, it would, it might help a little, but then I, it would just come back again and yes. the cycle would start all over. Um, so I think, um, I, I, I think what happened was I started trying to to do my own research and seeing like what what the internet had to say. So um, I I think I was I was part of a few a few different like vestibular disorder Facebook groups, and um, I think um, I think one of one of the people in that group had posted posted one of your YouTube videos um, about about. Um, triple PD and um, vestibular migraine and I I listened I listened to the the video and it was it was like like I don't know the light 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 just shined down on me and like everything kind of clicked because the the person you were talking to was just it was exactly like me or I I could relate on so many levels um so 
so after watching that, then I, I, I saw that you also had a Facebook group and that you also had all these other case studies too. So I, um, I probably spent, I don't like uh, maybe a week just going through everything and like looking at um, the resources, listening to what all these other people had to say and even um, just your videos on what neuroplasticity was. Um, and it was, I mean, it was amazing. And I felt, I, I just felt so happy. Like it was the happiest I felt in, <laughs> in, in a pretty long time, <laughs> just because I, like you, you were talking about exactly what I was feeling and what I was thinking. And, um, and I had, I hadn't heard that from anyone before. Um, mm. It's kind so, of, mut it's kind of mutual yeah. too, because as a, as a health professional who's who's meeting all of these hundreds and thousands of people, it's mm -hmm. it's almost like the same thing happens to me where I'm like another person with the same kind of story. Yeah. It's like, and it's yeah. like, and they're in Spain and they're in Germany and they're in Finland and they're in America and they're in New Zealand. And it's like, you guys all have a very similar story. You know, the acupuncture, the doctors, the ENT, the neurologist, you know, mm -hmm. the, the fight, yeah. flight freeze, the digestive issues, the anxiety, the worry, the depression, the isolation, the time off work. Like it's, it's really, um, I mean, it's kind of beautiful that we can connect as a community and understand each other. Yeah. Um, and it also yeah, suggests to me that um, at the moment where we, are, where we are in science in Western medicine is that some of these mental, emotional, spiritual elements of hearing are completely being overlooked. And so yeah. as a consequence, when we fall into one of these buckets where we have invisible symptoms that are not clearly fixed or medicated or treated through the mainstream medical um, route, then we're kind of handballed on to the next person, to the next person, to the next person. And it's exhausting, it's expensive. And of course, it can really deplete our self-confidence. And that's the spiritual mm -hmm. piece of we begin to not trust our body we begin mm -hmm. to um, feel let down by our body, disappointed by our body, and worst of all, we begin to feel abnormal. We, we begin to feel deeply wrong, which, of mm -hmm. course, is not true. So if you're listening to this, there's nothing wrong with you. You are perfectly imperfect and human. However, there is some healing to be done in that invisible space. So stepping into the healing, you've mentioned that learning to listen to your body was really the key thing for you and the turning point. Do you want to mm -hmm. just talk through... Um, do you want to, where are you from? Are you from the States? Yeah, yeah. I'm in um, New York. Yeah. So very go, go, go culture, right? It's an am yes, ambitious yeah. city. So you mm -hmm. went from the go, 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 got to do this, got to push through the exhaustion until you realize this is not working. Do you want to talk us through how you began to listen to your body and how being a part of this neuroplasticity process supported you to learn that? Yeah, um, definitely. So, um, so after listening to all of your your videos and um, joining the Facebook group, um, I, I I decided to join Rocksteady, like do the program because I was like, you know, I I've tried everything else and this Rocksteady program, you know, it sounds it it actually sounds like it's something that I could I could get behind and I could I could do in my own life. So I joined it and. Um, in the first module, they have uh, the the body scan, and um, and um, doing the body scan was, I I think that was that was probably one of the the turning points in my mm. in my healing, um, just because it 
it made me realize how much I'm not listening to my body. And I, I mean, I'll admit the the first time I did the body scan, I think I was kind of, I was not fully into it. I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, close my eyes. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of like put my hands on my knees and see, see what my body is saying. And, you know, I don't, I don't think I, I really got anything from that very first time, but the more I did it, the more, I, the more I think my body was actually like, you know, this is what I want. It's like, you're finally listening to me. And mm. I could, I could kind of feel it. I know this sounds kind of weird, but I could kind of feel it like reaching out and, and being like, you know, like you're so close. It's like, you could just touch me. It's like, you're finally listening to me and leaning in. Mm. Um, and, and that, yeah. And I think that um, plus, um, doing one of the bonus audios, which was listening within, like mm-hmm. when you're feeling these sensations that you don't really like and you're listening to them and giving them uh, like a color and a texture and, and you know, facing it head on, um, those those really helped because I was able to to face these feelings and sensations I had um, head on instead of before where I was, I, I was, I was just like pushing them to the side or, you know, I was saying like, you're interfering in my life. Like <laughs> I need to be doing this. Um, why are you in my way? Enough and, already. Just go away. Yeah. Like I'm totally yeah. over this. So yeah, we mm-hmm. go, we go from that self rejection and self hatred that I don't like what my body is telling me. So I'm just going to push through medicate, get rid of it kind of thing. And then we mm-hmm. realize, okay, that's not working. I've tried that. At least I can say I've tried it. And I'm actually a, a big advocate for trying things, you know. If it yeah. works, it works. You're a mm-hmm. winner. But if it doesn't work, we have to honestly go, okay, what can I do about this self-hatred? What can I do about this self-rejection? And how can I begin to explore self-compassion, which is the ability to actually stop and listen to the body without running away or feeling like it's stupid? And go, mm-hmm. okay, well, what is my body telling me? What is my body needing from me today? How can I support my body to heal instead of push, 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 exhaustion, push, exhaustion, push? Talk mm-hmm. us through a little bit about how you discovered compassion. And we did speak earlier about the benefits of tapping for learning how to un- uncover what the hell is going on in my mind and mental space. So this is getting to know the mm-hmm. mental part of healing. How did the, you said the compassion piece was hard? So talk us through that transition from hatred to compassion. Yeah. So um, yeah, the com- the compassion was was hard because I, as I was going through the program and doing all these exercises, um, I you know I realized that I I've I've just been hating these symptoms and these sensations and these feelings. Um, for, for all these years, like, because when I would feel it, I'd be like, why, like, why are you here? Like, I don't want you to be here. And it's like, I was trying to push it away. Or it's like, you know, like, I hate, I hate feeling like this. Like, I hate feeling nauseous, or I hate, mm. I hate feeling dizzy. Like, I hate that I can't, I can't go out and, you know, I guess, have fun or, or like, mm. go to this event that I wanted to go to, because these sensations are here. And, and, like doing the body scans and listening within and going through the program, I I really learned to to listen to my body. And like there was a reason why my body was was sending me these messages. Mm. And 
And I think, and I think when, when I would actually listen to it, you know, my, my body was, was like, wow, she's listening to us now. It's like <laughs> she's not pushing away. And, and I think that, that kind of made me realize it's like, you know what, I, I probably, I probably shouldn't be, be telling my body I hate it. It's like, there's a reason <laughs> why, why it's giving me these signals. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's hard. It is hard to, can I ask to if- have sensations and be like, I, I accept you. It's like, I, I mm. don't want to push you to the side. I can want I- to learn want for me i'd love to know so there's there's like a spectrum of learning and we start with the hate well not always but often we we, will start with this hatred and get rid of this i don't want this and then we'll ease into like well is there something i need to do about it we start kind of easing into the well if a doctor can't fix me do i need to look at other avenues and we start to think about self-study self-healing self-help then mm-hmm. it goes to a point where we're able to notice it and see it with a little bit of detachment and a little bit of curiosity, but we're still a bit like, you know what? I don't like you. I don't like feeling you. I can feel you and I can talk to you, but I still don't like you. And there's, there's this mm-hmm. little resistance. Yeah. So it goes from kind of hatred to dislike, let's say, or annoyance. And then mm-hmm. eventually I think it shifts into gratitude and value where we're like, oh, okay, the reason I'm feeling that is because I know I've got a difficult conversation coming and I actually need to really support myself emotionally here because that conversation is gonna it's draining me it's toxic it's tough and I actually have to have it and these sensations Mm -hmm. are guiding me in to support myself and reassure myself and that's a gift and so eventually we start to go oh there's value there's purpose there's wisdom and then once we really start to heal it's like we actually feel better we feel resolution we feel we can think clearer we feel more steady we feel more sturdy we feel stronger we feel confidence. And that's when it's almost like the the reward in and of itself is how we begin to enjoy what we're feeling. So we go for all the way from the rejection and resistance and annoyance and frustration into, oh, well, I feel relief now. I feel nurtured. I feel reassured. I feel loved. I feel belonging. Mm-hmm. I feel validated. Can you talk us through any of those moments of kind of clarity and feeling what you want to feel, whatever your desired feelings were? And can you share a little bit about that reward process with us that it feels good to shift gears? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, I mean I I definitely started out with with the hatred where I was just like I I don't like you, like I hate I hate you. Why are you here? Go away. Mm-hmm. And um I I I can't I I'm not sure what the exact the exact moment was, but I think there was, there was that slight shift where, where I think, I think one day I just, I just was thinking, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate this feeling, but I, I don't like it. So Mm -hmm. it was like the transition. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, like I can, I can tolerate you, but I don't like you. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want, be here um and i think i mean even even that even that slight slight shift felt felt real it felt really good <laughs> even though even though i was still i was still not not fully fully being like oh like i i want i want i want you here so i can learn from you it wasn't at that point yet mm. but 
just being able to to like have the I guess it was almost like standing next to me instead yeah. of me trying to shove it away like I was I could have it stand next to me and mm. it was kind of like oh okay like you're kind of gross and I don't want to stand next to you but but I'll I'll let you be here yeah. um and then um and then I I think this is where I'm at now where where I I like I kind of look forward to to seeing what what these sensations have and like what they present me with yeah um and and you know it's i i i like i actually like um journaling about it and and doodling because i i feel like often my my sensations and feelings um like they they present themselves in like very colorful ways or um kind of like quirky shapes Mm -hmm. um and and i in my journal like i have i have these these pretty cool looking doodles that i um that i really like so i you know i i think i'm at the point where i i i like i like seeing what these sensations want to tell me and i yeah. like being able to like reach in and and talk to them it's and beautiful be like, oh, hey. yeah it's almost yeah. like if we let it it can feed our creative urges it can give us extra mm-hmm. color to yeah. our canvas and really mm-hmm. it can also be viewed as like the fast track fast track to a bit of spiritual learning you know we can ignore and ignore and ignore but if we just face them head on and truly listen with humility and compassion we can learn so much so quickly that may have taken us 30 years you know we can really um get excited by that learning and that self-awareness and the physical mental emotional spiritual parts of us are you know complex and also endless and i think too often we're just caught in the physical we're literally ignoring the mental, emotional, spiritual, and we're not allowing ourselves to go, okay, the sensations are there, but that's just a physical part of me. What's underneath it? How can I go mm-hmm. deeper and recover more wisdom? Instead of just focusing on the sensation, how can I really go into that creative brain and surrender into what more there is? Which brings me to my next question. If you feel it's not too personal to share, have you made any changes to your life? based on some of the wisdom your body's given you. So have there been any little tweaks to how you live your life, how you treat yourself, those kind of choices? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I will say that the biggest change, and I think it's made a huge difference is to get out of that mindset of, of, I always need to, I always need to be, be doing something. Um, yeah. And I mean, like being, being in New York, which is, which is always like it's it's a lot of visual <gasps> switched on yeah and and i think before i i was just constantly feeling like if i wasn't doing something or i wasn't being active i i was not being productive and i was not you know living life and mm-hmm. and now i think i <laughs> i've i've learned to to take breaks and to to do nothing and and mm. i i never have done that before like be- mm. before i had all of before i um started feeling all these sensations like if i was if i was just sitting on the couch doing yeah. nothing i'd be like okay what are you doing like you you have to go out you have to be doing something i mean like sometimes i would 
I would just start cleaning because I was like, you have to do something. Like you can't just yeah. sit here like a person. And these and now, are, these are yeah. really common um, societal patterns, especially in modern capitalism that we kind of base our self-worth and our being enough on what we're achieving. So instead mm-hmm. of just allowing yeah. ourselves to be and, you know, to receive a vase of flowers and have someone make us a hot drink and to be on the couch and just be ourselves and be authentically recuperating, rejuvenating, present, just enjoying sweet nothings. And that's, I was just talking about this the other day with my husband, how in Europe they've got those beautiful siesta cultures or the, the Italians mm-hmm. have the saying of mm-hmm. sweet nothing. Like, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. I'm doing sweet nothing. And they might just be sitting outside and taking in the sun rays, but culturally there's value in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Um, being in capitalist countries, you know, like America and Australia and many other places in the world, we can kind of get into this headache of, well, if I'm not doing something, I'm lazy. And, yeah, exactly. you know, I've got to be constantly reciprocating, proving, striving, succeeding, showing up, you know, got to show up. Whereas mm-hmm. how are we showing up for ourselves? And sometimes that's where staying at home and reading a good book that feeds our soul is showing up and is succeeding and is striving in different ways. But it's more the mm-hmm. inner spiritual path instead of the physical money earning status path. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like I'm, I, I even feel happier too yeah, because yeah. I know even sometimes like before, before when I was, when I was constantly go, 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 I would, I would be doing things and I wouldn't even be happy doing them or I wouldn't even feel like I would just, I would be going through the motions and it was, I think it was always there. It was always my body telling me like in the back of my mind, it's like, why, why are we doing this? Like what, what's the point of, and And I would just, yeah. Yeah, And And it's screaming at you. It's like, show up for me, care about me, like run me a bath, buy me some flowers. I want some downtime. I need time to integrate. And if we think about computers too, there's that whole thing of taking all the different fragments and all the data we're exposed to in the day and defragging and compartmentalizing and categorizing. And so that the the neurological system can actually rest and restore. And if we go, 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 go stimulation all the time, the brain actually wigs out which, you know, mm-hmm. results in things like dizziness and tinnitus and all yeah. of these errors. And so the mm-hmm. quiet time is just so nourishing and so important, ironically, to help us strive and succeed. So the more I rest Joey, the more Joey can actually perform in the mm-hmm. world. And the more uh-huh. I push and ignore Joey, the less she can perform in the world. So it's kind of paradoxical. Yeah, but I, but it's, yeah, I it's just, I feel like it's just what our body needs. Like it just mm-hmm. needs it is. That, yep. that time to, to recuperate and, and rest and recharge. Yeah, absolutely. Which is also why building a healthy relationship to sleep is part of the rock steady process too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you spoke about six months ago, feeling crap and being on the journey of why, why am I like this? Why is my body letting me down? Going from the self-rejection and self-hatred um, to shifting into actually being more authentic with yourself, learning what it means to be in alignment, alignment with yourself and what you're feeling and learning to make choices that really nourish and nurture you. Being where you are today, what words of wisdom or advice or warm, fuzzy statement might you offer Kay six months ago? So if you could talk to yourself back then, what would you say to reassure her? 
Um, I, I would say you, you don't, you don't need to be a people pleaser. Yeah. I would, I would say, because I think, I think the reason I was doing all these things and being so active was because I, I felt like I needed to, to make other people happy. And, yeah. you know, just going on this journey, I, I, it might, I don't know if it sounds kind of selfish, but I, I support it. I, I want to do everything for me, for myself, yeah. for what makes me happy. Makes, and, per- makes and, perfect sense. And this is that whole thing of if we want to be outstanding individuals on the planet and actually care about the planet and care about our community and give back in any small way, we have to actually nourish ourselves first. Because if we're giving to others and people pleasing others to the point of depleting and exhausting ourselves, so then we become couch-bound victims that depend on the system. So then we're kind of a burden on healthcare systems or other people caring for us and helping us. We're actually sucking and draining the system. But if we indulge in ourselves and give back to ourselves and care for ourselves and understand what it means to be fully supported and strong, then we can be self-sustaining get our needs met and give back to the community. So it's kind of that whole paradox, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And also I did want to chat. So just before we, we finish up our chat, which I'm really grateful for and thank you is we did mention a little bit what, so in the rock study program, it was not just the exercises and all of that, but also the live group calls in the Facebook group. Do you want to just share with people about how that helped you navigate some of the, anomalies in healing and it can be confusing I'm sure it can feel lonely for people who don't have peer support so what did that peer support mean for you it it meant it meant so much because um I mean going going through the whole um seeing doctors and specialists and doing all these different tests um you you feel you feel alone like Mm. you really do I mean even even if you have like your loved ones or or your family or your friends with you um they're they're not experiencing the sensations that you are so yeah they they can say that they're there for you and that they they support you but it's it's totally different when you have people that are are going through the exact same thing as you and the Facebook group and the live calls there. I feel like every time I sign on or every time I listen to a live call, there's, there's always someone that, that I, I'm just like that. That's me. (laughs) That's, That's exactly what, what I was feeling or that's exactly what I'm feeling now. And, and, just having those people in my life, even though I've never met them before, it's, I, it's, it's such a, it's such a nice feeling to know that you're not alone and you have this community and and just like what you're doing, Joey is it's, it's great. (laughs) And how you've brought all these, all these people together and created this, um, this little community for us. I I really appreciate it. Mm, Thank you. It's so wonderful to have, you know, people who are willing to, to do this self-study because if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have a community. And um, there are many people out there who are not willing to ask questions and not willing to go within and they desperately want someone else to fix them and that's just where they're at and they're not able to join our community. So if it wasn't for you guys doing the self-study and actually kind of going within and listening to your bodies, 
then we wouldn't have this community at all. So it really is so much more than me. Um, and I love the connection. I love the way everyone can connect to each other and also feel normal because it's like, oh, well, I'm not the only one because there's like another thousand people out there with very similar experiences to me and that can feel really validating mm-hmm. that, okay, I'm not yeah. that shit yeah. crazy as they say in Australia. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. thank you so much for your time. I think your words of wisdom are perfect. You know, to move beyond the people pleasing, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty life changing. And it gives you so much more time to yourself when we stop saying yes for the sake of saying yes for someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Freeze up a lot of worry and a lot of shoulds and shoulds really breed headache cycles. So it's really Mm -hmm. interesting how our choices, our mindset, our dialogue, it's all feeding into the whole looped system. So you're right on track. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, And it could be that perhaps we, oh, my pleasure. And it could be that perhaps we meet you on a live call down the track or something again. So that would be really nice too. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. (laughs) Great. All right, Kay. Well, thank you so much for your time. I've thoroughly enjoyed meeting you. I'm I'm Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. Please Visit my website if you want to see more case studies, if you want to check out a plethora of resources, tools, programs. If you're seeking community like Kay and you want to connect and receive this support and explore further, visit that anytime, anywhere in the world. It's there for you. Did you have any closing words, Kay? Um, no, I, I, think, uh, I think that's it. The, the Rocksteady program is the best. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, everyone should do it. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty dense though. You know, you gotta, you gotta be prepared to go through it once, twice or three times because it really does. It takes you in deep and then you go deeper again. So it's a lifetime project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kay. Bye everybody. A little bye for now. Thank you. Bye.